Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the Message Trust. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing, check out our website, message.org.uk. Praise God. Good morning. Hallelujah. I'm so uh, excited to be here this morning. I'm Pastor Ruth. I'm from Uganda. And I want to bring greetings from Uganda. I'm a mother and a grandmother. By the grace of God, God has kept me alive together with my children and my two grandsons. By the grace of God, I'm the founder and executive director of Widows Intercessors Ministries, where we minister love and hope to the rejected widows. In 2001, God gave me another mission, another task of Deborah Rise International, going around the continent of Africa, raising mothers in a prayer to pray for the young generation, to pray for their children, to intercede for the waking up of our young people. And have seen the results of prayer. And we thank God for that. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited this morning because I'm going to talk about a subject which I, I love so much. About intercession. Who is an intercessor? How can we intercede and transform someone's life? How can we stand in the gap between man and God? How can we be an advocate to someone to bring his life to Jesus? Intercession ministry, it makes you to look like a Jesus. It brings compassion on your heart. It brings the zeal to see change in the nations. Intercession ministry, it's more than prayer. It goes deep. You give yourself to others. You intercede for others. We have a good example of our nation, Uganda. We have passed through many things as a nation. During the Yidi Amini Dada, that man who was a wicked man, we suffered a lot in his hands. Until one day he wanted to change the nation to Muslim nation. And he said, we don't want to see anybody worshiping the Lord except Allah. It was a hard, hard time because no one was praising the Lord. No one was worshiping the Lord. There was no freedom of worship. Men and women were killed, seeking the Lord, praying. But we thank God for those who stood in the gap, in hideouts, in forests, crying to the Lord, saying, Lord, no. No one can silence your voice in this nation. No one can take away 
your hand in this nation. No one can chase you from your people. People cried and cried. God heard their prayers. I was still a young girl, but I used to see the sufferings of many people. Even myself, I used to suffer because we couldn't live with our parents. We had to run away. It was a hard, hard life. But God heard the intercessors when they prayed. And by the grace of God, Yidamin was removed from power. And freedom of worship was restored. But when the freedom of worship restored, we misused that revival. You know, revival can come. But when you don't know how to maintain that revival, it will just pass by. Many people went back into sin. In 1980, AIDS came in our nation, killing people, dying like insects. We had no hope of living. There was no hope at all in our nation. Even in other nations, they feared to come to Uganda. We lived in a life of fear, fearing one another. We thought maybe shaking hand, you can get it. It was so bad because in every family, there was someone dying. 1991, when I lost my husband, 1993, because he died of AIDS, I fall sick. For eight months, I was down there. Crying, facing my grave. By 1994, something happened in our nation through intercession. When a man of God stood in every generation, there was a man to stand in the gap for others. He stood on the gap and said, the Lord told him that through prayer and intercession, through repenting and coming back to God, AIDS is going to be healed. He said to us as a nation, because he was living in America, and he said to us, we are going to fast for 40 days, interceding day and night, repenting for the sins of this land, giving our lives to that thing so that God will heal our land. I remember when I tested positive, it was too hard to believe. And when I went back with that rhythm of death, I went down on my knees. I cried and I said, Lord, this is death sentence. And it has no solution from anyone. But it is you who made me. You can make me again. As the Lord, you said you forgive our sins and heal our diseases. They say, Lord, you said you are the God of all flesh. Is there anything to hide for you? I said to repent before the Lord. I said, Lord, heal me. I've never seen anyone being healed, but start with me. I'll tell all the people that you are the healer. God heard my desperate prayer. And all the symptoms, the diarrhea, vomiting, shivering, terrible headache, 1993, God intervened and he started to work on my life day by day. 
the symptoms ceased. I started to walk by myself. I couldn't walk by, my, by myself. They used to carry me. I couldn't stand and feel my feet on the ground because I was dying. But when God heard that desperate prayer, he intervened. And he took the symptom. I said to eat. I said to walk by myself. 1994, when this man came back and said, God is going to heal AIDS, but through prayer and repentance. He said, we have to repent the sins of this nation. We have to repent the immorality of this nation. And we started to pray for 40 days. He put announcement on our radio Uganda. We are crying and telling God, we are sorry, Lord. We have sinned against you. We have done wrongly. We have gone astray from you, Lord. But have mercy upon us, Lord. And forgive our sins and heal our land. We are interceding. After fasting for 40 days, I went back to that doctor who checked me before. Took my blood to test it again. By my surprise, the results came out when I was HIV negative. I said, wow. I went to the church. I testified. Those people were waiting for the healing. And God started a revival in our land. Why? Because people, they discovered the source of their healing is to intercede for the nation. Is to go before the Lord as an intercessor to repent the sins of the nation so that God will come down. When God comes in the nation, he does miracles, signs, and wonders. But when God is very far from the land, when he is very far from the nation, what do you see? Distractions. God started revival. We started to pray. We started to fast. We started to intercede. The man of God said, we are not stopping here. He announced another 40 days of fasting. It was a great, great challenge to the nation. Even the government intervened because they wanted to stop him. They are saying, you man, what are you saying? It cannot be healed. You are going to kill people in the church. He said to them, you cannot stop me. If you cannot stop people dying in the hospital, you cannot stop people dying in the church. If they can die in the hospital, let them die in the church. We started to pray. And God heard our prayers. 1994, in December, we are 54 people were healed by the hand of God. Through prayer, and fasting. Hallelujah. Intercession prepares the heart for the people to receive the gospel. When we go down on our knees, when we stand in the gap for them, that intercession goes straight to his heart because he's the one who has the hearts of people. When the intercession goes up, he comes down and breaks the stone hearts of men. So that when the word of God comes down, the word will find a place to work. Hallelujah. Intercessor is a person who fights for others. He's an advocate. He stands in the gap. We have good example of Moses. One time God wanted to destroy the Israelites. Because of their sins, he stood in the gap and cried to the Lord. And God said, yes, I'm not going to finish them. 
you can save your nation. You can save nations. Intercessors lose nations. They do. They lose nations. We said to pray for England when we are, I didn't even know England. I didn't know if I didn't know whether I would step my feet in England. But I was praying, Lord, save them. Visit them, Lord. Bring them back to you, Jesus. But I didn't know you. That's why intercession makes you to look like Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 53, he was like a, dry, a, a root out of a dry land, rejected, despised by men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shout hallelujah in Uganda because we know what it means in our lives. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, intercession means it makes you to look like a Jesus. He was a man with compassion. Whatever he did, he was moved by compassion. The Bible says he looked at them and he was moved. He had compassion on them and he healed them. He had compassion on them and he fed them. It's a double deal ministry. Intercession ministry is a double deal. It works on you who are interceding. And works to those whom you are interceding for. Remember one day, it was two, I think 1999. I met a lady, she's a pastor. I was walking on the street. And she stopped me. I said, oh, Pastor Ruth. I'm so happy to meet you. I say, oh, I'm so happy to meet you too. He said, you know, Ruth, I've been praying for you to get a car. Because you travel a lot. When you go to the villages, using those, we call them boda boda, motor bicycle. <laughs> using boda boda. Sometimes I fall down and I have to go back on it. Because it's only the solution I had. Then this woman said, I intercede for you. I prayed, I said, Lord, give that woman a car. Please, Lord, help her. She travels a lot in the villages. She does a great work, but give her a car. Then she said to me, but by my surprise, he gave it to me. <laughs> I, said, I said, are you sure? Are you sure he gave it to you? Did you listen carefully? He said, Ruth, it is true he gave it to me, but I'm still praying for you. <laughs> oh, my God, I walked away, but my heart was saying, yeah, that woman, <laughs> maybe it was my car. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 25. Let us go there quickly. <laughs> yeah, it is a double ministry. It is a double deal. When you are praying and interceding, God will remember you. He will remember your family. He will remember your people. And when you read uh, Matthew 13, 
Ah, uh, 13, 13. 13, 20, 25. Let me read from verses 24. Another parable he put forth to them, say, The kingdom of God is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servant of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, this why you gather up the tares. You also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them, the bundles to bind them, but gather the wheat into my barn. This was Jesus giving the parable. He said a man sowed wheat in his field. It seems when he sowed wheat in his field, he put people to look after the wheat. And the Bible says when they slept, something happened. An enemy found a way. And he came in and put tiles among the wheat. It happens when we sleep. The enemy comes when the church is sleeping. When people overslept, many things happened in the church. But when you watch, you can know the way how the enemy is using to destroy your field. Hallelujah. That's why I encourage you. Let us be watchful. Let us see in the spirit. Let us know what is going around. Let us do the spiritual mapping. Seeing what is happening in this land. What is need in this land. What can we Stand in the gap and bring back this nation to God. How can God revisit this land? Because in Africa, the gospel came from this land. And when the gospel came to us, we are so desperate. We are so desperate. We had no way out. We had nothing to hold on. So when the gospel came and said, Jesus saves and heals, and he's on the way to heaven, we grabbed it, said, yes. Now we have a stand where we can stand. When you pray and intercede for the people, they get that hunger and thirsting of the word. Because sometimes people, they don't want to listen, they don't want to see, they don't want to hear. But through intercession, taking yourself to God, 
being involved, having the burden, the pain. You remember the man Nehemiah in the book of Nehemiah? The Bible says he was living a good life, working in the palace as a cupbearer. But when he heard about his people suffering, when he heard about them, the Bible says, when he heard that the city was burnt, the wall was broken, the Bible says the one thing he did, he wept. He wept. He was living a comfortable life. He didn't need anything. But because he was touched, he wept. And when he wept, the Bible says, he entered into prayer and fasting. Repenting for the sins of his people. And his sins too. And when you read there and you see the prayer of Nehemiah, he took himself to God. On behalf of his people. He took himself to God. In repentance. And he said yes Lord. We have sinned against you. Me and my father's house. We have sinned. We have did this and this Lord. But father. Forgive us. Forgive us. Because you said. When we run away from you. You will run away from us. But when we come back to you. You will be our God. Now, Lord, forgive us. He didn't say, oh, Lord, forgive them. No, he was involved. He said, forgive us. That's the work of an intercessor. An intercessor involved himself. Carrying the burden of others. He rose from his comfort zone to build a broken wall of Jerusalem. He was ready to make a difference. Intercessors are always ready to risk. The greatest of the city is the wall. The wall was there to they are separating, closing, and for protection. And remember, the, the city is a place of influence. When the city captured, you get control of broadcasting. What about military, wealth administration? You get them when you have the city. But if you don't have the city, you don't have it. When a city has no wall, it loses protection. Nehemiah discovered and said, oh, now we are in danger. Jerusalem has no protection. Jerusalem has no face around it. Walls restrict inhabitant movement. Nehemiah mourns of the broken walls of Jerusalem because it had lost its value and beauty. Not the one who taken into captivity, but everyone could enter and go out of the city without any struggle. The weak, the strong. No one could control the city. You can't control where you cannot lock. He was concerned 
said Jerusalem is in the danger. There's no protection at all. The wall was there to separate town, village to the city. And when he discovered that Jerusalem had no protection, he rose. And he went fast on his knees to pray to God, to ask God for the favor. What makes intercessors strong is the favor of God. Nothing else. Favor of God. He said now, I cannot just sit when the broken walls are there. What should we do? To build the broken walls of this nation. What can we do? Number one. We have, the Lord has been revealing to me about the walls, the broken walls. First of all, we have to build the wall around our lives. Because when you don't know where you are going, you end anywhere. So you pray for yourself. Pray for the wisdom. Pray for the knowledge. Pray for the burden upon your life. Put a wall around you. Because when you become a warrior, the devil will try his best to distract you, to divert you. When you step in that place of warrior, the devil would use everything to turn you and you look the other side. So you have to build a wall around you first as an intercessor. The second wall, which was broken, the wall to the families. You have to build the wall around the families in this nation. The families in this nation are in danger. What is going on, it makes the hearts cry in the families. So we need to rise up as an intercessor and build a wall around the families so that we can see godly feeling people, godly feeling generation in this land. Another wall we have to, which was broken the wall around the church. The church of Jesus is a global church. But we find out the walls are broken. Everything wants is just coming in the church because there is no wall around the church. So as intercessors, let us ask God to give us that burden so that we can build a wall around the church, around the body of Christ, so that when the enemy comes, he finds someone watching. He finds someone watching. Another wall which was broken, the wall around the nation. 
A nation without a wall, without a fence of God, it cannot go far in the things of God. But I believe by the grace of God, we can give our life to Jesus as a sacrifice and say, Lord, I don't know even what, how to do it. Because intercessors are not born, are made. So, Lord, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray for. I don't know, Lord, even their needs. I don't know what they are passing through. But, Father, make me. Make me, Lord. Make me, Father. Make me, Lord, so that I'll be there for them. I'll not condemn them, Lord, but I'll bring them to you. Because it is you who can save them and change them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can take yourself to God and ask God to do his will in this nation. Building the broken worlds. The book of Acts chapter 12, we see, we can, we, when we read there, we see Peter. The Bible says, Herod persecuted the church. And he killed James. And he went on because it pleased many people, James, to be killed. And the Bible says, then he went on arresting Peter. And Peter was put in prison. The Bible says they undressed him. <laughs> Hallelujah. They put chains on, on his hands, and even the feet were chained in the prison. Imagine, undressed, you are chained, nothing is working. You cannot fight for yourself, you cannot do anything. But the Bible says the church woke up. The church started to intercede for Peter. When James was arrested, the church was in sleep. They didn't pray. Can you imagine? The disciples were 12. Now they have taken that one, has been killed. Now they are taking Peter. It means after Peter, there's Paul. After Paul, there's John. After John, there's another one. But the church said, no way. We cannot just watch. When the disciples are finishing. Said, no way. You did it to James. But to Peter, we are refusing you to do it. They prayed. They interceded. And the Bible says, something happened. God came in the prison with his might. Mightiness, with his power, he opened the door. Hallelujah. The angel came, and the Bible says, the chains were loosed. From the hand, the, on the feet, they are loosed. And the Bible says, the angel said to Peter, bring your clothes. Bring your clothes. Put on your clothes. I discovered that Satan, the enemy, 
of God's people. He knows how to take away, but he doesn't know how to keep what he has stolen from you. Toward there, said, put on. He didn't bring another shirt or a trouser jean like this. No, he said, please bring them. When we intercede, God is going to bring even what the devil has stolen from this land. God bless you, Peter. As I'm closing, you must be willing to be involved as an intercessor. You must not be a stranger to those whom you are interceding. As I said before, intercession is more than a prayer. It means that, that, it means that you give yourself completely on behalf of others. You must be a watchman. As an intercessor, a watchman sees from a far distance. He looks from a distance. We need the John Baptist to prepare and fight with the demons and put them in captivity so that God will visit this land. You must know their troubles. You can feel the burden of their sins. And you must give yourself to them, even to their struggles as an intercessor. Uh, principles. I'm reading principles now. Number one, if you are going to be an intercessor for this land, for the community, for the church, for the families, for, your, for the children, for yourself, you must keep your heart pure so that you may know what God wants. There's no way how God can reveal his secrets to you when you are not having the pure heart. Develop a strong fellowship with God. Do not compromise. Allow God to touch your mouth as an intercessor. You should learn how to listen to God with a clean heart. Ask God for an open heaven so that you, go, you don't pray amiss. Pray that God will reveal to you the time and place to intercede. You must be a friend of God as an intercessor. Intercession ministry is for those people who are unseen. You cannot see them. It is only God who rewards intercessors. No one can reward them. As we are going to stand on our feet, um, ask God. Ask him. Because he said, ask and shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and shall be opened to you. I just want to ask you to stand on your feet. As you are putting your heart, hands on your heart. Because it's all about the heart. The prayer, the intercession is not from the lips. It's from the heart. Ask God to give you his heart. Because when you have the heart of God, you will see the needs of the people. As you are closing your eyes, just open your mouth and ask God. Tell him, Lord, use me. I don't know even how to start it. I don't know even how to go about it, Lord. Father, sometimes, Lord, I fear what I'm seeing, Lord. Sometimes, Lord, I think it is for someone, not me, master. But, Father, here I am, Lord. 
I'm here, Lord, to stand in the gap for others. Many young people are dying, Lord, in our nation. I'm here, Lord, to make a difference. Fill my spirit, fill my heart. Jesus of Nazareth, transform me so that I can transform others. Change me, Lord, so that I can change others, Lord. Father, visit me, Lord, so that I can visit others, Lord. Jesus, heal my heart so that I can heal others, Lord. Change my vision. Let my vision be your vision. Let my dream be your dream, my Father. Father, I need. I don't want to walk in vain. I don't want to pray in vain, Lord. I want, Lord, to see you, Lord, together with me. Father, bringing the nation to you, bringing nations to you, Lord. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. Holy Spirit, come down, Lord. Cleanse our hearts. Whatever you never planted in our hearts, Father, we decide to reject it. We decide, Lord, to remove everything, Lord. Every negativity in our hearts. Father, we put them in your hands. Father, we can't go far without you. We can't go far, Lord, without your presence. Give us your presence, Lord. Put a mark on us, Lord, because that's what you promised for the intercessors. That we put a mark on their forehead, Lord. Father, I pray that you put a mark on them. Separate them, King of glory. For such a moment like this, Lord, where you need people who are going to fight, who need people who are going to lead others, oh God. You are choosing leaders among leaders, my Father. King of glory, I pray that, Lord, you give them your heart for service. Father, thank you. Because this is the generation you are in making. This is the generation in making, Father. Father, where we cannot reach, they're going to reach their Lord. Father, what we feared to say, Father, they are ready to say it, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless them. I bless the warriors of this nation. I bless the warriors of this day, oh God. I bless the warriors of the last generation. Father, empower them with your spirit so that they will go without fear. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let us give the Lord a big hand clap. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support or even get involved with one of our teams. 